White dots appearing, streaking over a pitch-black sky over Israel. Hamas rockets and the Iron Dome dueling it out above. This video game is real. The roots of the current trouble between Israel and the Gaza Strip go very deep. stated goal is to destroy Israel. And with missiles, courtesy of Iran, that's what they're trying to do. But Israel's high-tech anti-missile system has blocked 90% of these rockets. Speaking with a Jewish friend who pastors a church outside Tel Aviv, the sirens kept sounding in the background. At any moment, he and his family were ready to rush into their bomb shelter, called a miklat, the Hebrew word for refuge. Same word used with city of refuge, one of six Levitical cities where people could escape to safety. These cities foreshadowing God's plan for our salvation through Jesus Christ. He alone acquits us from the condemnation of the law. Peace will come, but only through Christ. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're continuing in a series called The Church in Early Days. I'm sure you've seen it. I hope you've experienced it. What happens when someone comes to know Christ as Savior? Typically, their hearts are full of joy. They begin to sing, to rejoice with thanksgiving, and they are in good company. From the earliest accounts of the church, we see they were singing praises as well. Even when Paul and Silas were locked up in that dank Philippian jail, they sang songs of worship to the Lord because they were living with hope in the risen Christ. So on this program today, we're going to look and see how the early church worshipped Jesus as the Lord and proclaim Christ as Savior. And we'll read in just a moment Acts 3. They knew that Jesus could heal. After the program, I want to send you a very special treat called The Odes, the first century songbook for the early church. number 11, called Meditation on Paradise. The lyrics were translated from the original language and then set to new music with an ancient feel that will lead you into a unique worship experience with other brothers and sisters from the first century. And you can hear all 14 of the songs we've selected for you on this special Odes CD. 
that you can only get here at Haven today when you make your gift to this listener-supported ministry. The music will touch your heart in a very special way. You just need to call us after the program at 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or go to our website and there you can listen to samples of all the odes on this special CD. And watch the video we put up and read more about how these odes were discovered. Our web address is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. We'll hear another road later in the program, but let's begin this Haven Today with a song of joy, a song of rejoicing. I will sing of my Redeemer. I will sing of my Redeemer, He who took the nails for me. I've been purchased, I've been pardoned, bound to Him, I'm truly Girl from Salem's album, Bless the Broken Road. I will sing of my Redeemer here on this Haven today. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. What happens when someone meets Jesus? 
for the very first time. Well, from the earliest accounts of the church, we know that they sang praises. And we're in this series, The Early Days of the Church, looking at the opening pages of the church's history in the book of Acts. Of course, the Lord was at work long before Acts to save his people. The Old Testament is full of men and women coming to know the grace of Christ even before Jesus was born. But when Christ ascended into heaven after living on earth and poured out his spirit upon his people, the church as we know it came into existence. The church worshipped Jesus as Lord and Savior and proclaimed Christ as Savior. And as we read in Acts 3, they knew also that Jesus was a healer. Listen to a little from Acts 3. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. But Peter said, Silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And then taking him by the right hand, Peter helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. And then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. A couple of weeks ago, we spent an entire series talking about the prosperity gospel and how it preys upon people who are desperate for change. Trading healing for donations is an ungodly thing. But did you notice what Peter did in what we just read? That man was begging for money, as he did every day at the beautiful gate, People were used to simply ignoring this poor man on their way into the temple to worship. But Peter didn't. Peter knew Jesus was the great healer. It's something we all need to know, too. We can't manipulate the Lord into giving us money or healing, but that should never stop us from going to him and asking for his grace and mercy. I still remember my pastor in Philadelphia diagnosed with a stage four cancer. The tumor was the size of a melon. We spent the entire Sunday service praying for him as a church. And many of us gathered at the hospital that afternoon to pray for him. The elders went into his hospital room and laid hands and anointed him with oil. And they prayed. And even though this was a Presbyterian church, guess what? The tumor disappeared in a matter of days. Jesus was still a healer. 
And Peter knew that as well. Gold and silver I can't give you, but something better than money, something even better than physical health. Peter was used by the Lord to give this man faith, faith in the Lord Jesus. Peter would go on to say that it was faith in the Lord Jesus that led to this man's healing. And what was his first response? He sang. He praised the Lord. It's what we did when our pastor was healed. It's what we do when we see the Lord's faithfulness. And it's what the church has done since the very beginning. It wouldn't be too long after this lame beggar's salvation that the church would sing the odes, an ancient collection of first-century hymns for the early church. Now, we're not sure who exactly wrote these ancient hymns, but when I was with the late Dr. Hughes Oliphant Old in his home outside Trenton, New Jersey, several years ago, I asked this famous church historian to help shed some light on who wrote them. Well, I think it was someone from what is today northern Iraq. There was a strong Christian community in the first century. And uh, I don't think that this poet was the preacher so much as, well, we might use the expression today, he was the worship leader. He was uh, perhaps an elder in the church there, or maybe a deacon in the church, uh, who was recognized for the fact that he had this gift of poetry. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, down through history, there have been several other uh, Syrian Christians who preached in poetry. Now, the language, of course, that this poetry is in originally is Syriac. And... uh, the great Syriac poet was Ephraim of Nisibus. And we have today, I believe, as many, uh, I believe we have several hundred of his sermons that he preached in poetry to the congregation. He seemed to be able to extemporize in poetry. And he could just preach a sermon in perfect poetic form. One would imagine that he would have meditated on a passage of Scripture uh, for hours and days beforehand, before actually giving this sermon. But when he gave it, it would come out in poetry. And Ephraim is referred to, even today, as the Shakespeare of Syriac poetry. This is a characteristic of the Syriac language, that it has this extemporized poetry. And there's another person who did the same thing, Romanos the Melodic. And we have today about a hundred of his poems that are preserved in the Byzantine liturgy. And uh, he will take a story like Joseph being sold into Egypt, and he will preach a sermon of 20 stanzas. That's, you know, that's a half an hour sermon at least, maybe even longer. 
and the congregation would have a response. They would like a ballad. Uh, they would uh, respond with a chorus. Would there have been singing? Oh, yes. I don't think there's any question about what the Odes of Solomon were originally sung. So you have this from the Odes of Solomon. You have uh, then uh, several other people who follow in this tradition. It's somewhat characteristic uh, of the literature of uh, ancient Syria, of the Syriac literature. Hughes, Solomon, Old sharing about the ancient collection of hymns known as the Odes. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today. The early church had to sing, and it's what we do as well. Filled with the Spirit, receiving the grace of our Savior who lived and died for us, proclaiming His excellencies to the world. And we do that when we sing. We praise God for His salvation. We praise Him for His mercies. And we praise Him for healing our souls. Why don't you join me? Let's pray for just a little bit here. Our dear Heavenly Father, Almighty God, I thank you that we can not only read Scripture, but on this program we could share together some of the music that was written by an early first century Christian, probably a Jewish believer and a scene, but one who met Jesus. And we think he knew the Apostle John, but maybe he had even met his Lord and Savior Jesus as Christ walked on this earth. Lord, teach us to pray. Open our voices and our mouths wide so that we can sing and sing praises to you. And do that not only by ourselves, but with our brothers and sisters in Christ today. May we go to church and may we participate in worship together. May we not go for a show, but may we go to church to hear your word preached and to hear music sung that we will also sing that just give glory and credit to you alone. And I pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen.
sung by the wife of the producer who wrote the music. That's Kathy Schreiner with Ode Number 5 called I Shall Stand. And I'm Charles Morris, and this haven today is called The Church in the Early Days. It's exciting to hear the words sung by early brothers and sisters in the Lord. They, too, had much to rejoice about. And nothing has changed 2,000 years later. For when a sinner has been forgiven, when a Savior has saved, there is much to be thankful for and to sing about. I really want you to enjoy this unique worship experience that we've put together from the Odes Project. That's what we're calling this CD. Fourteen hymns, including the one you just heard. And you can only receive this collection from Haven today. This ancient music will touch your heart in a special way. Yesterday, we got a message from Jane, who lives in California. She's a regular Haven Today listener. She's in her 55th year of teaching school. She heard our program about the odes and was drawn to one of the songs called I'm Putting on the Love of the Lord. Later in the day, she found herself fearful about something in her life, and the refrain from the song started to play in her mind. She was comforted by the Lord and wrote to us saying, Your offering of the odes blessed this senior out of fear and into faith. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jane. I'm so happy to hear the Lord use the odes in your life and know he'll do the same for every listener to this program. You can get your copy of this CD by calling us right now at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us on our website, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And make sure you check out the special blog post covering the history of the Odes with insightful videos and audio. I think you'll enjoy it. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Spring comes and we get the itch to organize, get rid of the clutter. Ecclesiastes says there is a time to keep and a time to throw away. The Lord knows something about that. He gave Israel a whole way of life filled with laws and ceremonies, the temple the sacrifices, the strict law-keeping. That time, though, came to an end. It all had to be thrown away, but not before pointing us to the Savior. Jesus himself is the temple and sacrifice. He alone has kept the law. In your walk with Jesus, what needs to be tossed out? What ought to be kept? His word says, cling to Christ, worship him in spirit and in truth. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.